Our friends, please turn with me this evening to uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 2. 2 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 2. For he saith, I have heard thee in a time accepted, and in the day of salvation have I succored thee. Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. Our friends, we're looking this evening at this, just this one verse, and especially that second part of the verse. Behold, now is the day of salvation. Behold, now is the accepted time. Oh, friends, you know that life is full of opportunities. Uh, life uh, brings us opportunities at certain points, and it's up to us to make the most of those opportunities. It's up to us to uh, seize those opportunities. If there's some good that may come our way, some advantage for us in life, some benefit uh, for us in some way or other, when those through an opportunity that comes, well, we must uh, do our best, as it were, to grab a hold of it before that opportunity, that door of opportunity closes. You may think of many instances in life. You may think of the sales, if you're interested, in Black Friday is a, is a chance, or Boxing Day after Christmas. Well, you had an opportunity to buy some products maybe you needed for the home at a discounted price. There may be a shop that's uh, closing down. There's a shop right next door, uh, door to us where we're living, and it's got a sign, Closing Down Sale. Well, if you want a bargain, that's the place to go. And uh, if, if uh, you can get something there, well, all well and good. Get there before other people do. Well, you want to learn a language? Well, there are often special offers, uh, apps, uh, special software uh, which help you to learn a language. Usually they're very expensive, but every now and again there's a chance, there's an opportunity uh, to get that piece of software at a discounted price. Hurry, they say. Offer doesn't last forever, and it certainly doesn't. Those who do stocks and shares, well, they're always waiting for an opportunity, aren't they? Waiting to see what the market is like. When's the most opportune time to buy certain shares or to sell certain shares? Same for people who are capitalists. They're always on the lookout for some investment, some good investment uh, which may come their way. Politicians. Politicians are very clever people. Politicians, well, uh, if things are going bad for the party, if their leader's not doing very well, they tend to remain on the fringes. They tend to remain in the background. But as soon as the party is doing well again, well, that's a, an opportunity for them. There's a, a chance for them to obtain a cabinet post or, or even the leadership of the of the party, and they're up for it. They see it. They're careful. They, they know when's the right time to move, and they wait in the background until that time comes uh, for them. Well, we're thinking tonight, friends, about a spiritual opportunity. So much better than the earthly things, but we're thinking tonight about uh, this spiritual opportunity, this day of salvation, this accepted time that is before us. And I just want to give us a very simple message tonight and just to do as Paul has tried, uh, is saying, in, we read in chapter 5, 
pleading, urging, persuading uh, people to come uh, to the Lord and to, uh, he said in verse 20, now then we are ambassadors for Christ as God did beseech you by us. And that's all I want to seek to do tonight is to try and urge us and beseech us to come to the Lord if we haven't already done so, to be right with Him, to not delay in coming to Him. Oh friends, a time is open for us now. A time when we can get some good from God, some blessing from Him, some spiritual benefit, great spiritual benefit. Now is the time to do our souls good. This is the time, friends, when God is bestowing His gifts for free, without any charge. This is the, the time when heaven is open, and it's open to anyone. Anyone may come. Anyone, no matter your background, no matter your status in life, God is no respecter of persons. He urges all, whosoever, 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 come, come. You're, no one is hindered. Let nothing hinder you. Let not the thought of your sins hinder you. Let not doubts and unbelief hinder you. There's enough in Christ, in God, for everyone. There's an infinite supply of grace and mercy. He has supplies which can never run out. All one has to do is to ask for it. All one has to do is get on their knees and say, Lord, save me. Lord, forgive me. Lord, bless me. Isn't that easy, friends? Isn't that easy to do? This is the time uh, when, uh, when God uh, is open to blessing us in such a way. And this is what this verse here is telling us. Behold, now is the accepted time. It's also urging us to avail ourselves of this tremendous opportunity. Don't delay do it now, now. Don't put it off till tomorrow. Well, friends, this is a time when I can find acceptance with God. Now, because of my sins, He rejects me. Now, because of my sins, I cannot draw near to Him. I'm repugnant to Him because of my sins. I need to be cleansed of my sins before ever I can approach Him. I'm wicked, I'm wretched, I'm horrible I'm, uh, in, in His sight because He is a holy God. But He is willing now uh, to uh, accept me if I come by Jesus Christ. If I want to be reconciled, I'm cut off from God. This is my current state without Christ. I'm cut off from His blessing. I'm cut off from His, from his favor. I'm cut off from, uh, from His goodness. But He is uh, willing uh, to, for, to forgive and to pardon me and to receive me and to reconcile me back again to Himself through Christ. This is a chance for me to be reconciled to Him. This is the accepted time, friends. It's in this accepted time, speaks to us and tells us this is the time when God is ready to show compassion. When God is willing to be Gracious to all who come to Him. God now in this accepted time, He stands ready to forgive and to pardon us 
for all our sins. You could think of it as a kind of spiritual amnesty. But you know, when amnesty, when it happens, maybe the, the government or a local government will say, now's the time you can hand in, hand in all your illegal weapons, all your knives and guns, hand them into the police station, and you won't be prosecuted uh, for it. This is a special time, a period of time you can do it. How oh, we are living in such a, 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 a time of amnesty with God. Oh, what a load, what a heap of sins we have, what offenses we have against Him. But He is willing at this time to put them all away, to not punish us if we come trusting in, the punish, in, the, in, in what Christ has done. He is willing to forgive us all our sins, to cancel us all that debt that we owe to Him. What a chance, friend. Imagine you're, 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 you owe, well, we not imagine, we owe God a great amount because of our sins. But here is the offer on the table. Come to Him through Christ and all is forgiven. That all whole debt is cancelled. Friends, this is much better. You know the third world countries? They're in debt to the G7 countries. They owe them billions of pounds are owed. And every so now and again, the, the, the G7 countries will say, well, we cancel part of your debt or some of your debt. But this is much better when God is, comes to cancel all our debts. Friends, what a time this is. It's an acceptable time because now His ear is open to people who cry out unto Him. God is listening and he will give you the attention as if you are the only person in the world. And you are speaking to him. And you will speak to him and he will hear you. You will hear, Lord, when you say, Lord, have mercy upon me. I am a sinner. God will hear that prayer. This is the time, friends, when God is hearing and answering prayer in a wonderful way. This is a time when he is uh, offering free salvation without money, without price. He's offering this salvation to us. What a blessed time. What a favorable time. What an offer God puts on the table for us. Uh, this is the time that we are living in. Well, friends, we can only... Why are, we only have such a blessed time, such a privileged occasion because of Christ. If you look at the first part of the verse, it's actually a reference... To Christ, It's taken actually from Isaiah uh, 49. For he saith, I have heard thee in a time accepted, and in the day of salvation have I succored thee. That means help thee. And these, these are the words of God the Father to uh, God the Son. And you can read about them in Isaiah 49, verse 8. But uh, 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 they were the words of prophecy. They're the words to the, the Messiah. And God says, when, uh, I, in the day of salvation, I have helped thee. That is when Christ came into the world. God the Father was his help to carry out that work of redemption and that plan of salvation. And I have heard thee in the time accepted. Not only the prayers that Jesus offered to his Father were heard, and he was heard every time he prayed, but I believe also in this is included 
that silent, that unspoken prayer of Jesus Christ on the cross. When the Lord Jesus died in great agony, the Son of God there on the cross, in great agony, physical agony was one thing, but his soul agony was a million times worse than his physical agony. And there on the cross, he was, uh, he, he was almost in that unspoken way saying, Father, here I am. I give my life. I give my blood to pay the penalty, to take upon myself the penalty of all my people's sins, all those who will trust in me. Accept my sacrifice on their behalf. Accept, O oh God, my mediation on behalf of the people, my people. And his prayer was heard. God says, the Father says, I've heard thee. I've heard thee. Friends, this is why we have an accepted time today. It's, this is why, because Christ has earned such a time for us. This is why we have a day of grace and all those opportunities are before us. When Christ began his ministry, he also spoke about this time of acceptance. When he was in the synagogue on one occasion in his hometown of Nazareth, and he opened the scriptures to Isaiah, and uh, he read from Isaiah, and at the, at the end he said, this is the acceptable year of the Lord. The acceptable year of the Lord. And if you look at the Isaiah scripture, it actually goes on to talk about the day of, and the day of vengeance of our God. But the Lord, when he spoke about it in the, in the, uh, 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 to, to the Jewish people in his hometown, he dropped that second part. He didn't talk about the day of vengeance. He just declared the year, acceptable year of the Lord. And this is what uh, we, are, we are talking about uh, tonight. From, from that time, from the time of Christ, until his second coming in glory with all his holy angels, the gospel era, this is the time of acceptance. This is the day of, uh, the day of salvation. At the end, when Christ comes, well, that day of grace comes to an end. The time for salvation comes to an end. From now, from the time of Christ till now, well, that's over 2,000 years. That's quite a long time, 2,000 years for, uh, to be an accepted time. But when we bring it down to an individual basis and on an individual level, well, that, that accepted time, that day of salvation, it narrows. And it narrows considerably just to our lifetime only. And then, so for, so for me, as an individual, well, I only have my lifetime in which to get right with God. And that's not very long. We never know, as we often say, how long we have got. How long is this accepted time for me personally? And then uh, there's another barrier that comes along that shortens that individual time even more for me. Because there's a barrier within me. There's a real problem in me that hinders me from realizing that I'm living in such an accepted time and from valuing those spiritual things. And that problem, friends, is a disinclination to God, a, a disinclination to spiritual things. The problem with us is 
we don't usually think about spiritual things. We, don't, we think a lot about our earthly life and our material possessions and our homes and the problems we have in life. And we spend so little of our lifetime thinking seriously about my soul and where I'm going and what's going to happen to me when I die. Will I, am I accepted with God or am I not? Will I be accepted by Him on the day of judgment? The times perhaps when we do think about it, when we wait in the balance, it's so small. So few are those times. Maybe only when I'm in church I think about it. Maybe it's only when I, at certain points in my life, I think about it. How few and far between they are, those times when we are concerned for our souls. So friends, let me urge you that when you do feel that concern, and I hope the Spirit of God strives with us tonight. I pray that the Spirit of God may open our hearts tonight. Then that's the time to respond. When you know and you realize these things are true, God is true, God is merciful, now's the time for me to, to find Him. That's the time for me to respond. God is working in you. The Spirit is striving with you. If I put it off to another day, friends, there's no guarantee that I will desire it tomorrow. I may like it today. I may want it today. But tomorrow may be a different story. So many things happen. Things change as we go along. Today, I'm coming to church. Today, I'm hearing the gospel. I may stop coming to church this year. I may never enter into the church again. I hope not. Now, maybe I'm reading my Bible. I'm searching for answers. Tomorrow, well, I may put the book, the Bible, alongside all the other books I have on my bookshelf. And I may just never open it again. Never once. And the opportunity is gone. Now, maybe a Christian friend is urging me, is praying for me, is compelling me, come to the Lord. Come and believe in Him, trust in Him. Tomorrow, maybe no one will care for my soul. Tomorrow, no one will be praying for me. Oh, friends, it's so vital for us to respond while God is working in us and drawing us to Himself. Now, when we are younger, in, the, uh, in age, is a time also to come to Him. Don't leave it until uh, you're older. You know what happens to the heart? The heart, well, it, we can think of it as becoming like stone as we get older. And it loses its feeling towards spiritual things as we get older. Just like sometimes older people, uh, they, they lose their appetite. And they don't have a desire uh, to eat as much as when they are younger. Well, spiritually, we, we become harder. We lose our appetite for God. And we need... Uh, we need uh, to come to Him when He is moving. Friends, my, uh, my wife works in a care home and uh, she's told me even of times when she's tried to reach out to some of these elderly friends and to just simply say something about the Lord or to give them a gospel calendar or a gospel tract. Don't tell me about these things. I don't want to know. On the whole, they're generally nice people, but they don't know about spiritual things. At the end of their life, before they enter into eternity, they don't want to hear 
these precious things. Oh, friends, this is the accepted time, the acceptable time. We have to say it's suggested to us in the text it's, it won't be forever. It's a time that will come to an end. As long as our life shall last, that is the time allotted to us. There's no acceptable time in the next life. If I do not find the Lord in this life, then I have no opportunity to find Him in the next. The opportunity is forever gone. Never more again to come. The day of grace is past. Past, friends. The day of God's mercy then will be expired forever. Now I must... Uh, then, if such a case I f I'm found without Christ, then I must be under His just judgment forever. Then I must be held guilty forever, be forever paying for my sins. Then I will uh, be forever condemned. Then I will be forever consigned to hell because of my rejection of Him. Then, friends, that merciful God well, I will know nothing about a merciful God. I will never see any goodness in His eye. All I will see, all I will have to face is His anger, His righteous anger. Oh, friends, we have to say these things so that we are warned, warned about these things. This is what will happen uh, to us if we don't uh, find the Lord in this life. Imagine that eternally, uh, in such a position with no hope of deliverance. That's why it's so urgent. That's why Paul is so urgent. Now, he says, is the accepted time. Now, now, turn to the Lord. He beseeches people uh, uh, through this, his preaching, through his words. And this is what we seek to do. Now is uh, the time to turn to him. The state of your soul, friends, is the most important thing in life. This is the most important thing for you. How, how do you feel about your soul? What you think about it? When you know, I'm sure, friends, you know that these things are true and right. You know that you need to turn to the Lord. Well, then do something. Believe in Him. Turn to Him. Don't leave it to one side. You know, there's a man I heard about, and he had cancer. And he was dying, but he refused to receive any treatment. And he said, I just want to let it take its course. And he, when he came to dying, well, fear came upon him. And he dreaded what was going to happen to him. But it was too late to do anything for him. The opportunity to save him had passed. Friends, don't be like that. Don't procrastinate. Don't put off uh, till tomorrow this salvation. Don't put it off till a future date or when I have more time. When the problem, this, I've got this problem in my life, when this problem is sorted out, then I will give time to the Lord. Don't think like that. When I retire and then I have more time on my hands, don't do that, friends. Do you know millions of people are in hell today because they procrastinated? Because they said, tomorrow, tomorrow. They knew these things were right, but they put it off till tomorrow. Friends, 
These things are so vital. And so the Lord says to us again and again, not tomorrow, today. Today, turn to the Lord. Today is the day of salvation. Today, if you hear His voice, harden not your heart, but believe in Him. Oh, friends, let me say something encouraging to you before we close. If you turn to Him now, the wonderful thing is He will turn to you now. If you cry to Him now, He will hear you in the very same instant. You only have to look at Christ's ministry to see this. When the blind came to Him for sight, He didn't say, well, wait a week or two. You know, put this on your eyes and then wait a week or two or one month and then, you know, you, you come and see. It was instant. When the sick begged Him for, for healing, He didn't say, well, I'll fit you in at such and such a date. Let me, let me see my, my diary, my calendar. No, immediately He came and He touched them in that very moment. And people asked Him for forgiveness, begged Him for forgiveness. He didn't delay in answering. No procrastination on His side. Immediately, wonderfully, He, is, he answered them and He's willing to do the same for us. Those are all examples and pictures of what He did for others, He will do for me, He will do for you if I come to Him. He is willing to do the same. He stands ready to do the same for us. He won't keep you waiting long. Oh friends, this is the day of salvation. This is the time to turn to Him. The day of God's favour. Oh, how we want favour in life, isn't it? I heard of an unusual ceremony which takes place uh, in Bangkok in, uh, at the time of the new year. And what certain people do to remove bad luck well, and to bring uh, good fortune into their lives, where they lie in open coffins. They hold their flowers and their incense sticks and they lie in open-topped uh, coffins and they're carried in uh, these coffins uh, in, uh, in, uh, into a certain place and they're there still in those co coffins resembling uh, corpses and then the Buddhist monk for 20 minutes or so will uh, make his chants and his prayers over them and then the person gets up out of the coffin as if uh, he's been reborn and freed now from bad luck and he's ready to start a new year afresh, a year of favor is before him. So he thinks. It's a superstitious way of obtaining, of trying to obtain favor. Well, friends, this is a more sure way. This is a more definite way what Christ has done, what Christ has put into place. It has been testified, it has been tried, it has been proved by millions and millions of people and it has been proved true. You can obtain favor from God and blessing from God by trusting in the Lord Jesus Christ. Real favor, real blessing, a favor that doesn't last for a year before eternity. Oh, friends, this is the acceptable time. Come to Him. Come to Him tonight. Don't delay. Come repenting of your sins. Come trusting in this Savior whom 
who alone can save us, come yielding your life over to him, and he will bless us more than tongue can tell. Let's pray uh, together. O Lord, our gracious God, how we bless thee and thank thee that thou hast put into place such a marvellous day of salvation, a day of grace, a day of blessing for us. We truly do not deserve these things, but, O Lord, we pray, may we avail ourselves of, of them. May we feel even more and more our need of them and cry out unto thee for, for them. O Lord, bring us, grant us faith, grant us that repentance, help us to trust in the Saviour, and grant to us that new life from above, that new heart with which to live and begin life in a truly wonderful way. O oh Lord, bless us, we pray. Bring each one of us into that right relationship with Thee. We ask all these blessings in our Saviour's name. Amen. We sing our final hymn, number 401. My faith looks up to thee, thou Lamb of Calvary, 401. Mm -hmm. 